Namaste guys. I am Dr. Anushruti and I am back with a amazing episode. With an amazing episode. Well, women. Women is known to be an epitome of strength and courage. But she is the one who's always get neglected in a way when it comes to her health. Now, why does this happen so much? What are some major and minor lifestyle changes a woman needs to make? What are the problems a woman goes through? So to answer all these questions today on board, I have Dr. Courtney, who is a pelvic floor specialist and is here to answer all your doubts about women's health. All my dear women who are listening to me, we have a gorgeous speaker right here in front of me. Let's not waste time and directly speak to her. Hello, Dr. Courtney. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I am good. Uh, well, you specialize in women's health. What do you think is one of the biggest mistakes a woman make, uh, you know, makes in her lifestyle or in her life that eventually impacts on her health negatively? Um, I would, so in regards to like pelvic floor specifically, I would say the, the biggest thing that women don't do is that they're not advocates for their own health. Meaning a lot of the symptoms and signs, um, whether it's, you know, that they, they don't have a, the, their menstrual cycle, whether it's, they are leaking with coughing and sneezing, whether it's having painful intercourse, typically women just accept that that's normal, that that's okay. Um, and they're typically not advocates for their health as in, they don't really go to the doctor and talk about these things because it's taboo. It's not normal or they just accept it as common. And then the other thing is like, as women, we just tend to care and give to everybody else. Um, we just have those motherly instincts. And so, um, especially when you are a mother of multiple children, like they, they are your focus. And so oftentimes women kind of put themselves on the back, back burner until it really becomes a problem that they need to go and seek help for. Uh, you know, you just talked about taboo. Here in India as well, like in regional states, I would say, there are a lot of places where women actually tend to follow some regional cultures and traditional cultures, which makes a lot of things taboos, especially when it comes to menstruation. Mm -hmm. What do you think, how can a woman keep her check on her periods, on her menstrual cycle? And how does a pelvic floor therapy would help her out in this? So if you are not taking like oral contraceptive, so, you know, birth control, or you have some other type of method of birth control, um, the best way to measure your menstrual cycle is to not only count the days, but I mean, everybody has cell phones, right? And so applications on cell phones, they have different apps where you can track your cycle. So month like day by day. And then also um, a couple different ways that you can track your cycle and actually know if you are having a cycle versus um, like a, a pill bleed. If you're on oral contraceptives, that's not a real, that's not a real menstrual cycle. It is a forced bleed. Um, but if you are not on oral contraceptives, then the best way to do that is either temperature track every day um, on the, in the morning, like right before you get out of bed, right when you wake up, and then you can take ovulation tests as well to make sure you're actually ovulating. So that's one of the best ways to track your cycle to make sure that it should be occurring about every 28 to 30 
35 days. It really depends on the person. Um, you know, generally speaking, it should occur every 30 days or so. Um, but that's one of the best ways. And I, we actually call it like your sixth vital sign, because if you are not menstruating and you are of the menstrual age, it is a red flag. There is a reason that we have this cycle. It is natural. It is mother, mother nature. We just have to have it. And if we suppress that cycle, you can only imagine that, like, if we are suppressing something that's natural for us to do, just imagine the implications that can occur later down the line. And that's what oral contraceptives do. They suppress ovulation. Um, and there's reasons that people are on their, their birth control for a reason. Um, I'm not going to get into that, but, um, I can have, I can give you my opinion on that. Um, but you know, there's reasons that people are on it. And so, um, you know, being an advocate for your own health and taking matters into your own hands is one of the best ways. Um, and it's empowering to be a woman, like knowing and, and relating to your menstrual cycle is like, and honing in on that and honoring it. Like that is such an amazing part of being a woman because we are the only species that do that. You know, I mean, female animals too, but like, you know, it's amazing that females can do it and not males. So, so we women, you know, mostly normally we do not see red flags in our lives, but please, this is a note to all the women out there to see the red flags, at least in your health conditions. Yes. Moving on, Dr. Courtney, I have a get gritty question. Now get gritty with Dr. Anushruti is my podcast. So we have a question of get gritty. And the question to you is hygiene. Okay, we know women are, you know, as compared to men, they have that particular phenomena, particular way to apply their sunscreen, to apply their foundation, to have a seven-step skincare routine. But the ground reality is that most of women, they uh, lack the ability of a good hygiene routine. Having mm -hmm. seven-step skincare, I believe, is okay. But having that uh, ground uh, hygiene care of your body is eventually not going to be helpful uh, in having a glowing skin. So in a nutshell, what do you think hygiene plays a role in a woman's health? So, um, I mean, hygiene is, that's a very broad term. Like we can refer to that as taking a shower, um, you know, bathing, um, in relation to like women's health, like pelvic floor health, um, that's a whole other topic. But if you want to specifically talk about like skincare, I think that it is so important to get in a good skincare routine um, when you are young and make sure that you are applying, I mean, you are cleansing morning and evening. And even in the evening, if you are wearing like makeup products, like double cleansing to make sure you get rid of those impurities um, at night before you go to sleep, always make sure you wash your makeup off, always sleep bare skinned um, because the more you have on your skin overnight, you're, it's just going to cake in overnight and end up clogging pores, which can cause like, you know, bacterial infections, which can lead to acne. And ultimately you just get all of that over your pillow, all over all the oils and stuff all over your pillow. And you sleep on that repetitively unless you change your pillowcase every night. So I, I really am a big advocate for cleansing the skin at least twice a day, morning and evening, whether you use soap or just water or a certain type of cleanser, it's up to you. Um, and then always moisturizing. So a lot of women think that, oh, I, I'm oily. I, you know, I shouldn't apply moisturizer, but the skin is our largest barrier, our largest organ. And typically if you are oily, you, and I'm not like a skincare ex expert or anything, but typically what I've learned is that if you are oily, you, you might be overproducing oil because your body is not 
um, like producing, it doesn't have enough moisture. So it overproduces to make up, it compensates, right? And so you still need moisturizer, even if you are an oily person, just, you know, find the right one for you. And then sunscreen, big advocate for sunscreen. Um, the sun, I mean, I live in Arizona, it's sunny 365 days a year. And so those UVA and UVB rays can get into your skin and, you know, there's just a lot of things that can happen. You can get sunburn. It can lead to skin cancer. And ultimately, if you want glowing skin and, you know, reducing the chances of having acne scarring um, or even sunspots, then definitely put on some sunscreen um, every day, no matter what, <laughs> even if you're outside or not, sun can still get you. So every woman who is listening and watching this episode, if you want a skin as glowing as Dr. Courtney, do follow what she's saying. Moving on, Dr. Courtney calcium and some multivitamins okay now women we know that do not take any supplements in most of the parts of the world what they think is that having a good meal is enough for them what is your take on this because i believe especially after the 30s and 40s it is essential for a woman to take on some calcium and here in india we have a lot of products i believe there would be in states as well uh, who claim, you know, the products who claim that will give you extra vitamins and some calcium sources. What is your take on this? What do yeah, you suggest so to the women? I um, used to be really, really big on supplements. I was, you know, a supplement queen. Um, I took a lot of them because I just believe that that's what you needed to, you know, thrive. But after years of taking them, I actually, it led to more gut health issues than I ever had in my life. And so I quit taking them. And honestly, now I just focus on a whole foods balanced diet. Um, you know, I make sure I get my protein, complex carbs and vegetables and good fats in. And ultimately, if you are somebody who is diligent and you eat clean, I would say at least 90, 90%, 80, 90% of the time, you don't need to supplement. Um, if you are somebody who eats clean and eats the same exact foods over and over again, every single day, you probably should, because you are missing, um, variety in your diet, which has, you know, you're lacking the essential nutrients and minerals and vitamins that you could get from, you know, different kinds of vegetables or, or foods. But for me, I have a variety of food. I have, I try new vegetables. I rotate my vegetables every week. I rotate my fruits. I wrote, you know, I have the same meats because it's, there's really not that many to choose from. But, and like carbs or, you know, rice and, and potatoes and grains and those kinds of things. But if you are somebody who is, you don't eat vegetables, you don't eat fruit, you have a very bland diet, or you eat a lot of processed foods, then I for sure believe that supplementation is for you because you're missing the boat on a lot of different vitamins and minerals that you could be getting from food alone. But as we progress into age, and especially as women who go through menopause or who are not menstruating, you lose the essential hormones um, that help, you know, or that take in a lot of our vitamins and minerals and nutrients. And, you know, a lot of the hormones that we need, um, they keep us alive. Like they, they supplement our, they help, you know, build strong bones, strong muscles, all these other things. And if we're not getting those, those hormones, then we for sure need the minerals and vitamins intake in like calcium that you mentioned um, and other like essential minerals like magnesium and zinc and, and all the other ones that no one ever really talks about. So for sure, if you were getting older, supplementing, even hormone replacement therapy is an option for some women who can help with some of their hygiene side of things. Like if they are having vaginal dryness, itching, pain, et cetera. 
Um, but for sure, as we um, get older, if you are not strength training, if you are not bone loading, then calcium, absolutely a supplementation, um, along with a bunch of other ones. But of course, always test, don't guess. So don't just go buy a bunch of supplements, like get, get a mineral analysis test, get your blood work done, make sure you find areas that you are deficient in. Like, don't just go out and supplement with vitamin D because you hear that's really good for you as an older woman. Um, definitely check your vitamin D levels, make sure you're okay. Instead of just going and, you know, taking a bunch of vitamin D every day, because you can cause, um, with certain minerals, you can cause toxic toxicity in your body. Um, if you don't need it, if your levels are fine. So always test, don't guess. And that's my biggest recommendation. <laughs> Very cool. Okay. Uh, now we have come across a lot of women who complain about not able to control their pee. They can, uh, like it's, they, what they feel is a issue in their urinary tract, issue in their bladder. How does, as a physical uh, pelvic floor specialist, I would say, uh, you would diagnose this and what would be your uh, treatment to them? So if you're referring to like frequent urination, um, I mean, that's urinary, that's just called urinary frequency. You know, and even that... sometimes they, I do have a lot of clients who say that, ma'am, I could not just control myself. I do not know how did I leak. Yeah. Um, so with urinary frequency or urinary urgency, that's the two, they kind of go hand in hand because typically people who have urgency, they sometimes have frequency problems. So the urinary urgency, that's a pelvic floor dysfunction. And there's a lot of different reasons. You can have tight pelvic floor muscles. You can have weakness. You could have irritation to the bladder lining specifically, irritation to the urethra where you actually urinate. Sometimes there can be problems upwards, even in the kidneys. Um, so it really depends. Um, and I definitely recommend seeking out a pelvic floor therapist who can help you in this area to determine why, because it's always good to get to the root cause, not just you know, give a medication to mask the symptoms. So um, depending on the urgency, I mean, that can be something that's really troublesome for a lot of women, like fear of going out in public because there's not a restroom available, fear of leakage because, you know, if they are out in public and they don't know where the restroom's at, then they might leak on the way um, and no one wants to urinate on themselves in public. So depending on, you know, the reason of the leakage or the urgency, um, there's always a, there's always a solution for it for sure. And that's public floor therapy. Okay. Last but not the least, Dr. Courtney, what would be your biggest advice to all the women out there who are listening and watching this episode through various parts of the world for their health and fitness? Um, so in, that's a loaded question. Um, I mean, I'm a big exercise advocate. So everybody and anybody should be exercising at least, you know, at least three to four days a week. Um, if not every single day, they've shown that like even getting steps in, um, upwards of seven to 8,000 steps a day has positive health benefits. Anything less than 5,000 steps has little to no, um, health benefits at all. Um, so for sure, if you are somebody, you know, who can't make it into the gym, make a little bit of time, 15, 20 minutes, you can easily go outside 20 minute walk and get 2000 steps. It doesn't take much time at all. And even if you're somebody who's sitting all day for a desk job, get a standing desk. Um, not everybody can afford a, you know, walking pad or like a treadmill, 
but even putting something like that under your desk and walking as you work at your desk all day long is super beneficial to get steps in, get your heart rate up, get moving, um, because sedentary lifestyles just lead to greater chances of chronic disease, autoimmune disorders, inflammatory dis disorders, metabolic disorders, the list goes on. Um, biggest thing is just exercise 20 minutes a day. doesn't take much. Um, you can get your heart pumping and then, you know, eat, eat good, eat your nutritious meals, balance of meals, variety of ingredients that you're cooking with, that you're eating, and then blood sugar regulation. Those three are so important. Um, especially blood sugar regulation, making sure you're eating balanced meals carb, protein, fat. Don't just sit there and eat a bag of potato chips um, or just carbs alone, even like a cookie or even just a, a potato for dinner um, because those can cause um, a lot of irregular irregularities in your blood sugar, which can lead to um, autoimmune and inflammatory processes down the line, things like diabetes as well. So um, three biggest things, blood sugar, exercise, eat a balanced diet. Bingo. Well, with this, we have come to an end of this episode. I believe, Dr. Courtney, you enjoyed it as much as we did listening to you. Thank you so much for taking out time from your schedule to speak to us. Yeah, of course. Thank you. Thank you. This is your reminder to straighten your back, have a glass of water and move. And to all the women out there, there's a pro tip. See the red flags, the red flags in your health. We'll see yeah. in the next episode. Till then, goodbye. Take care.